Tarshish power is poised to unshackle itself from the powers of the EU, as we would expect from Bible prophecy. This is Matt Davies joining you for another Bible in the News. Britain's isolation in Europe has almost come to crunch point. It seems the British people are becoming more and more concerned about their EU membership, with Brussels taking more out of Britain than Britain receives back from Europe. Add to this the sovereign powers which have gradually been stripped from Britain and the amount of red tape imposed upon the British courts and businesses and you will see it's no wonder that the Daily Express is leading a campaign entitled Get Britain Out of Europe. In a long-awaited speech, David Cameron, the British Prime Minister, was set to lay out his vision for Britain's relationship with Europe. It was thought that he would promise to negotiate a better EU deal for Britain if he wins the next election in 2015. More controversially though, commentators believe that he would most probably offer the British people their first vote on Europe since 1975. He was reported to have stated earlier this week that he would be speaking about a fresh settlement and then fresh consent for that settlement. This speech was originally to be delivered next Tuesday, meaning that David Cameron may have given his speech in Berlin. The Financial Times records the controversy of this. Quote, Central Berlin is expecting gridlock next Tuesday when the Franco-German political elite assembles to mark the 50th anniversary of the Elysi Treaty the pact that sealed the post-war reconciliation of the two countries and propelled the great project of European unification. The only trouble is that nobody told David Cameron. The British Prime Minister has been promising a big speech on his quest to loosen the UK's European relationship since last autumn and last Friday he had finally settled on a preferred date, January 22nd. His officials thought Germany might be a suitable venue. As his plan leaked out, anguish calls arrived at Downing Street from the UK Embassy in Berlin and the office of Angela Merkel, the German Chancellor, expressing incredulity that Mr Cameron might make his speech on this day of all days. But this was more than a diplomatic blunder. It symbolised Britain's awkward relationship with Europe, where misunderstandings on both sides are common. British officials later admitted that they had no idea of the significance of the Elysi Treaty event. Mr Cameron finally decided to end what he has called the tantric wait for his speech on Europe by rushing it forward to this Friday to be delivered at a venue in the Netherlands, a country regarded by Britain as a free-trading ally. End quote. However, Mr Cameron has had to postpone his address amid a crisis in Algeria where British citizens have been taken hostage. It seems that in the predetermined plan of God, the moment was not right for Mr Cameron to give the speech in Amsterdam. Now that Amsterdam has been cancelled, it will be interesting to see if Mr Cameron goes back to his original plan to deliver his address about Europe in Berlin, on the very day 
the Germans and the French will be celebrating 50 years of a founding European treaty. Whatever happens, one thing is for sure. Britain's policy on Europe is set to see them distancing themselves from it and not joining further with it. Now, as Bible students, we are not surprised by this. For many years, Christadelphian students of God's word have identified the British with a power called in the Bible Tarshish. And there are some really good biblical reasons for coming to this conclusion. If someone were to study the characteristics of the biblical Tarshish, then the following conclusions would be made about what Tarshish would be doing in the times after the restoration of the nation of Israel, the times called in the Bible, the latter days. 1. It would be a trading power operating in the region of Sheba and Dedan, Ezekiel 38 verse 13. 2. It would be a colonial power, Ezekiel 38 verse 13. 3. It would be descended from Japheth and would be an island or coastal power, Genesis 10, verses 4 and 5. 4. It would be known as a maritime power, 2 Chronicles 9, 21, Psalm 48, verse 7, Isaiah 2, 16, 23, 1, 60, verse 9, and Ezekiel 27, verse 25. 5. It is located to the far west of Israel, Jonah 1 verse 3. 6. It is a source of silver, iron, tin and lead and traded with the ancient Phoenicians of Tyre, Ezekiel 27 verse 12. 7. It trades in global markets and in the past it particularly traded with India, 2 Chronicles 9 verse 20 to 21. And the final point, eight, it would take over from the old trade routes of ancient Tyre, the Phoenicians, Isaiah 23 and verse 6. Now we would suggest to you that the only power to fit these characteristics in these latter days is the British power, which is trading in the region of Sheba and Dedan, the Gulf and which has within its geological belly the distinguishing metals required by the scriptures. No other power fits the Tarshish clues. But why is this important and how does it relate to Britain's recent distancing from Europe? Well, in the prophecy of Ezekiel chapter 38, it is clear that the Tarshish power's foreign policy is at great odds with the European power's of Magog and Goma, of Germany and France. These European powers are confederates along with the Russian territories of Meshech and Tubal and the African territories of Libya and Ethiopia. They are described as an invading force who attack the mountains of Israel in the latter days and are headed up by a mysterious character called Gog. This invading force is challenged by Sheba and Dedan, and as we've said, these are the territories of the modern Gulf states, along with the merchants of Tarshish, as we read in verse 13 of Ezekiel 38. Therefore, the Tarshish power does not align itself with Europe, but rather with the territories of the Gulf. It is also said to have young lions, which, 
indicate it is a colonial power, having independent offspring associated with it. These young lions relate to the political offspring of the British Empire, who have now grown independent of the mother lioness of Britain. It is therefore interesting to sit back and watch world events. As Britain seeks to loose its ties with Europe and rekindle its relationships with old colonies, one of the most exciting things we noted was a news story from last November, which was printed in the independent newspaper. It recorded that it is understood that the government is keen to reassure its Gulf allies that they would have Britain's full diplomatic and military backing should tensions with Iran escalate further. We therefore see that the scene is being set for the great controversy of the latter days, when all nations will come up against Israel to battle, and Sheba and Dedan and Tarshish will challenge Gog in that day. Verse 13 records this feeble challenge. Art thou come to take a spoil? So we see this second power block developing before our eyes. Ezekiel 38 tells us that when this great event occurs, God will indeed act. In verses 18 to 19, we read, It shall come to pass at the same time when Gog shall come against the land of Israel, saith the Lord God, that my fury shall come up in my face. For in my jealousy and in the fire of my wrath have I spoken. Surely in that day there shall be a great shaking in the land of Israel. It is at this time that the Lord Jesus Christ will return. He won't be coming this time as a sheep before its shearers, but rather as the judge of all the earth. The inspired Apostle Paul speaks of this when he says that Jesus will return in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power, when he shall come to be glorified in his saints, and to be admired in all them that believe, because our testimony among you was believed in that day. 1 Thessalonians 2, verses 8 to 10. Now this day is soon to be upon us, but in God's mercy there still may be time for more to escape the troubles of that day, and join with the Lord Jesus Christ as his saints. The Bible reveals the way of salvation through a belief and baptism into the hope of the gospel. However, the signs around us show us that that time of opportunity is running short and the time of the Gentiles is soon to be at an end. And so we encourage you to open God's word and seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness while it is called today. This has been Matt Davies with you for another Bible in the News. If the Lord has not returned, then please join us again next week, God willing. <laughs>